This episode of the Fit Cookie Nutrition Podcast is brought to you by The Feed. For 15% off your order, visit the link in the show notes and use code FITCOOKIE15 at checkout. Hey everyone, I am Holly Samuel and I am your host today. I am also a dietitian, a personal trainer, and have my master's in health education focusing in eating disorders. And we are going to be wrapping up the Micronutrient for Runner series today by talking about zinc. Zinc is an essential mineral. So essentially, um, that means that our bodies don't just store and produce significant amounts of zinc to meet our needs daily. So we have to get it through diet or supplementation or our environment. That's basically what it means if it's an essential mineral or an essential vitamin. And Zinc is a mineral. So it's in the category of like iron, magnesium, copper, and some of the other minerals that you've heard me talk about in this series so far. Basically, zinc helps with so many things, including approximately 100 different um, like enzyme reactions in the body, which is quite a few. Um, It's really imperative to have good immune function. It helps with protein synthesis. It helps with wound healing. DNA synthesis, kind of important, (laughs) cell division, and it also helps support normal growth and development in um, like growing fetuses and children. It's also required for good bone health um, and also helps us have a proper taste of sense and smell. So zinc is found in a lot of different places. Um, Like I said, we have to get it outside the body. So it's found in a lot of different food sources. Um, but we also see it in a lot of different supplements, including like cold lozenges and cough drops and things that we may take when we're sick. Um, if you have heard anything about zinc, like in most recent years, um, it's probably been touted as like an immune boosting, um, you know, mineral or, you know, a magic pill, so to speak for saving immune function and has definitely been added to a lot of different hashtag wellness (laughs) supplements, um, herbals, medicinal treatments, homeopathic remedies, and things like that. And we're going to talk about today why that is um, and also why that can be problematic. Um, One of the biggest things that I saw in my practice as a dietitian in 2020, 2021, and still in 2022, um, is that a lot of people were taking zinc supplements like chronically, like they're taking them every single day um, and not just when they're sick. And this is problematic. So if this is you, stay tuned um, because you might want to cut that out. (laughs) Um, The RDA, which is that recommended daily allowance, Um, of zinc for females is eight milligrams per day. It's 11 milligrams per day if you're pregnant, and it's 12 milligrams per day if you are breastfeeding, um, and is 11 milligrams per day for males um, as per the United States um, recommendations. So zinc is a mineral, um, you know, and these are, these may seem like really small amounts, but we're going to go into like where it's found and food sources and how that can actually be kind of challenging for some people to meet those amounts on their own. For example, zinc is found mostly um, in animal products. 
It is also found in some plant products, but is not as bioavailable because of something called phytates that are also found in plant-based products that do prevent our absorption of zinc. Um, it's found that plant-based eaters may need up to 50% more than the RDA of zinc if they're getting it only through plant-based foods, or they may require supplementation. Um, if you are looking to get more bioavailable zinc from your plant-based foods, you can do things like soaking your seeds, beans, and whole grains in water until they sprout, which does help break down some of those phytates so that they're not blocking as much of the zinc. You can also try to consume more um, whole grain products that are leavened. Um, so basically, you know, if they have to rise when they're baking, because that can also break down some of the phytates and zinc. So this could be something like bread, um, you know, versus trying to get a lot of whole grain products from like crackers. Um, and again, this is kind of like <laughs> a lot of thought to have to put into it. I don't know how many people are just like soaking all of their food before they eat it. <laughs> um, that's pretty time consuming and, you know, may also make your food, I don't know, not as appealing. So, um, you know, if you're trying to get it from animal products, it's going to be a little bit easier. So for example, oysters are an example of a really, um, of a food that contains a lot of zinc. There's about 74 milligrams in three ounces of oysters, which is like way more than the recommended daily amount. Um, for beef, it's about seven milligrams per three ounces. For some of our plant-based products like beans for about half a cup, it's anywhere between 0.9 to 2.9 milligrams per half cup. For an ounce of cashews, it's 1.6 milligrams. For a packet of oatmeal, it is 1.1 milligrams. And again, not all of that is going to be properly absorbed. Um, so that is something to consider when you are choosing foods and just trying to figure out like, hey, am I meeting my zinc needs through my day to day nutrition? If you're eating animal products every day, chances are you're probably meeting your zinc needs. Um, if you're plant based, um, and you haven't really put much thought into this before, chances are you're not meeting your zinc needs. Um, and either way, we're going to talk more about, you know, how to tell. Let's take a minute to hear a word from our sponsor, which is The Feed. You guys, when I first discovered The Feed, um, back at the very beginning of my training for the Boston Marathon this year, 2022, I was so excited um, because The Feed is a website that you can go to and they pretty much carry any sports nutrition brand item that you could think of and you can order samples. You can order full containers and, you know, in bulk supply and everything in between. And it is such an amazing resource that I point all my clients to anyone that I work with, because at the end of the day, sports nutrition, um, you know, the principles are going to apply to everyone, but what actual products work for your body and that you actually like that's really going to depend on the individual. So I love that I can partner with a brand that carries so many different sports nutrition products so that you can go find what works for you and you can go try samples so that you're making sure you're investing in something that you actually like. To go save 15% off of your feed order, you can visit the link in the show notes and use code FITCOOKIE15 at checkout. So one of the hardest parts about trying to tell, um, you know, if you're meeting your zinc needs is that if we take like a zinc, um, like a serum sink measurement from like a blood test, it's not really going to accurately depict if you're like how you're doing, what your zinc status is like, because your body is always trying to 
pull minerals from your bones if it's not getting enough through diet. Um, so if you do suffer from like bone density problems, uh, there's a chance that you may need to supplement zinc or think about your zinc consumption. Um, and that a blood test isn't exactly going to tell you much, just like a calcium blood test. Isn't really going to tell us much about our calcium status and neither is like a magnesium serum test. Um, because again, these are all minerals and if we don't have enough in the bloodstream, um, we're going to have some serious like problems when it comes to just bodily functions and like muscle contractions. So your body's constantly trying to keep homeostasis in the bloodstream by pulling it from your bones if there's not enough coming through the diet. So by extension, doing bone density tests may be a good idea to see where your bone density is at. And then you can start to extrapolate um, what minerals you may need to eat more of if your bone density isn't doing so hot. So when it comes to zinc deficiency or discrepancies, some of the symptoms you may see are loss of, loss of appetite, impaired immune function, wounds that won't heal, um, hair loss, diarrhea, um, and there's a lot of other more severe symptoms too that again, um, you know, you're probably already hospitalized if this is the case, like your, your growth is stunted, you have hypogonadism, um, et cetera. So again, one of the best ways that we can identify if you're getting enough zinc is to meet with a sports dietitian um, who can go over like what you eat in a day, what you tend to eat in a week and what your food preferences are. Um, and then they can assess based off of calculating all of that intake up if you're meeting these needs. That's what I do as a dietitian. I always go over um, my clients like, you know, what they eat in a day, um, 24 hour recalls or food frequencies. And then we can kind of see, you know, what patterns are serving them or not serving them, but also where we can make improvements on like our food variety. And if there's going to be like any glaring discrepancies in nutrition there. And again, if you're eating animal products, you're probably doing fine on zinc. But if you are a plant-based athlete or, you know, you're dairy free and, you know, you don't eat a lot of grains and you don't eat a ton of red meat and you don't eat a ton of seafood, um, which I actually see that matrix quite often where people are eating a lot of like chicken breast, um, vegetables, fruits, and maybe some beans, but they're not eating much of other things. And this could be a recipe for some nutrition deficiencies of which zinc could very much be one. So meeting with someone and just having them go over your food intake can be actually a pretty good way to measure signs of not getting enough zinc. Um, so people who might be at risk, definitely um, plant-based eaters. Again, your your plant-based foods just don't have a ton of zinc in them in the first place. And the ones that do have zinc also have phytates, which tends to block absorption. Um, athletes, obviously, that's why we're doing this podcast. We are at risk because, um, well, <laughs> we tend to not... Um, you know, athletes tend to not eat enough at least half the time to support their total activity needs. So that means that we're probably lo like losing and missing out on a lot of nutrients because we're just not getting enough food in general. So therefore, we're not getting enough nutrients in general. And we know that if we get, you know, stress fractures or bone injuries, that could be a telltale sign that this is the case. Um, and zinc is very important for bone health. So that could also be a factor in that. Um, when we sweat too, we also do lose minerals in our sweat. Zinc is one of them. It's estimated that for one hour of exercise, we may lose four to 5% of the recommended daily allowance of zinc, which again, isn't 
a ton. Like it's not, it's not a lot compared to like sodium, which is that big electrolyte that we lose in sweat or water. Um, but it's not nothing. And if we're runners, we're running every day, you know, or we're running several days a week or we're sweating very frequently and more than the sedentary person. Um, so our needs are probably going to be increased compared to the person who is not sweating every single day. Um, and if we're not meeting our nutrition needs in general, on top of that, you see where I'm going. <laughs> um, if you're pregnant, if you're breastfeeding, if you have excessive alcohol use, um, if you have sickle cell disease, if you're a plant-based person, if you have GI issues, these can also be um, basically risk factors for not getting enough zinc. Um, and GI issues in particular, you know, this is because we we don't absorb as much zinc if our gut's upset. And that's true for, for so many different minerals and vitamins. So um, that's just something to consider as well. If you do have GI issues that are diagnosed or not diagnosed, it would be a really good idea to meet with a dietitian um, and to maybe get some blood work done just to assess your nutrition status overall. Um, because even if you are like supplementing or you're trying to get it through diet, you may not just, you just may not be absorbing it <laughs> um, very efficiently. And this is also something that can overlap in athletes. You know, a lot of athletes do struggle with GI issues because maybe that are their nutrition isn't on point. Maybe they're dehydrated um, or maybe they're more prone to anxiety or functional gut issues. So all things to consider. Now, when it comes to um, my main point at the beginning of this episode, where I talk about how a lot of people are supplementing zinc every single day. Obviously, if you've worked with a professional or you're just listening to this episode and you're going, mm, maybe I am more at risk. Um, I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, my God, I got to take a supplement. Um, it's going to be best if you can get it through food. And again, like I said, if you're getting it through animal-based sources, you're probably doing okay. Um, if you are thinking maybe supplementation would be best because you're plant-based or you know, you think that you have um, reason to supplement, then I would do that um, very cautiously and work with a professional because the upper limit of zinc intake per day is about 40 milligrams per day. A lot of supplements on the market have about 20 to 30 milligrams in them. Um, so it can be very easy to overdo it with supplementation. And one of the biggest issues with supplementing too much of any mineral is that it's going to interfere with the absorption and utilization of other minerals. So with zinc, a big one that I see is it'll interfere with your copper status, your iron status. We did an iron episode previously. Yeah. If you have iron deficiency and you're taking a zinc supplement, um, you may want to reconsider that. And it can also reduce your HDL cholesterol, which is your good cholesterol. We actually don't want to reduce that. Um, and it can interfere with our immune function. Um, and a lot of people taking zinc want good immune function. So um, doing this chronically over time can kind of defeat the purpose of doing it in the first place. Zinc supplements that you'll see on the market are often zinc acetate or zinc sulfate. These typically tend to be well tolerated and absorbed if you do need a zinc supplement. But again, I'd really recommend working with someone to establish the right dosage and frequency for you. Um, one of the biggest like mistakes I see a lot of people make is they'll get sick or maybe they'll even go to their doctor and their doctor will say, or they'll read online, oh, you should be taking, you know, zinc because you're sick or because, you know, there's a pandemic and we want our immune systems to be well off, even if we're not currently sick. So you're like, yeah, that's, that's what I need. So you go, you get a zinc supplement, you start taking the zinc supplement every day, but you take it forever. <laughs> um, that's not how they're meant to be used for immune support while sick. 
Um, really, we would want to be taking it while we're sick and then stop, you know, a few, um, you know, depends on the timeline, but stop well after, you know, symptoms are gone. Or if you're, you know, just wanting to boost your immune system or support is a better word, your immune system, because maybe you're going into a high season of stress where you think you may be at higher risk, um, then yeah, it may be supplement during that period of time. But I would really avoid supplementing, you know, any longer than like a month um, at a time, because you're going to start to interfere with these other minerals in your body. Definitely don't take it with iron supplements or calcium supplements or magnesium supplements because, well, you're probably going to be not doing yourself any favors if you're taking all those minerals together and blocking absorption. Um, and again, if we're getting it through food or through certain mineral supplementations, they're designed, um, you know, to be better absorbed. And through food, um, you know, our body is going to, you know, know what to do with that, which is why if you can getting zinc through food, getting iron through food, magnesium, calcium through food sources is a good idea. Um, but again, some people do need zinc supplementation and it's just going to be good to work with someone so that you get the proper dose. Well, guys, that wraps up our micronutrient series. I really appreciate Inside Tracker and the feed for sponsoring this series. And I hope that you guys have enjoyed learning about all these micronutrients and nerding out with me um, as we go through different research and, you know, just overall recommendations and how it applies to runners. Um, these episodes took, um, I mean, I don't even know how many hours to research for and create and construct. I had the help of my Fit Cookie Nutrition interns on this because they really wanted to learn about various micronutrients in their education. Um, and I really appreciate them for that. I really appreciate you guys for giving me feedback on this series um, and sharing it with people who may find it helpful because again, it was a lot of work. So I really appreciate it. Um, if you have been enjoying the podcast, if you could take a minute to leave me a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast player, if you want to share the podcast with a friend or family member, tag me on your social media when you listen to the podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. Helps get the word out, helps get free resources like this more accessible to the public. As I grow in my entrepreneurship journey, one of my goals is to make this information more accessible to the public because I understand that not everyone can work one-on-one -on -one with a dietitian or have a private coach, and that's okay. You still deserve to know information and put it together. So really appreciate that. And until next time, guys, happy running. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you.